is the Explosion Network's Fast and Furious podcast, and we don't have friends. We have family. Each week in the lead up to Fast and Furious 9, we should be cracking a corona to discuss the films, character, music, and more of the Fast Saga. My name is Dylan White, and joining me today, Kira Marchant. Hello, what's up, my dudes? We hungry. We hungry. And we hung- Ashley Hobley. You say what? This shit just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking Sanity. Whatever, man, I ain't scared. I'm just letting you all know, recording this podcast, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Shit out here is vehicular war. Oh, it's the next movie. Um, (laughs) Vehicular war, vehicular warfare. Uh, So this week we are talking about Fast Five. It was released in 2011, directed by Justin Lin. Written by Chris Morgan, main cast of course, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Matt Schulz, Schulz, Sung Kang, uh, Gal Gadot, Tigo Calderon, Donomar, Joaquin Del Almedia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Elsa Pataki. The synopsis for the film is Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a... M- Wait, I've skipped to the... That's the wrong one, is that no, it is right. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I got scared. I was so scared because it was the wrong one before. I'm like, is this right? It's fine. I'll just put it in. It's, edits happen. Everyone's fine. Elsa Pataki. The synopsis for this film is Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a massive heist to buy their freedom while in the sights of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent. All right, listen up. The men we're after are professional runners. <laughs> We find them, we take them as a team, and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. Um, I think this is this is kind of the t- t- turning point for the franchise in a lot of ways. This is the one where people uh, either really dove off it and started hating it. And this is also, I feel like, the point where everyone started really liking it in a lot of ways also. like um, That's why our call we talked about last week like to me four is this transitional period between like the old and the new and five is officially like the new and this is the the film that like kind of moves the the franchise really into a heist format like pretty much every movie after this is about like some sort of kind of heist that involves cars as the getaway things cars as the attacking things cars as the defensive things like the cars as heist and we gotta take something and steal something or save someone or something but all kind of heisty um some of the random trivia things I wrote down here that, uh, that we can talk about as you go over your thoughts. Uh, Han's alias appears in this movie on a computer screen, and it's written as Han Solo, um, which is obviously rather uh, a, a good joke there, everyone. And then Eva Mendez, of course, makes her one cameo in the whole franchise at, in the after credit scene of this movie, which we can discuss um, in a little bit as well. But, Kieran, what are your, what are your thoughts on Fast Five? I really enjoyed this movie. Um, not because, not just because of it's changed the format of heist, and we'll talk a bit about the heist and why I love it so much later on. But I think this is where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's chemistry and relationship kind of hits a new bound, like hits a new a new level where it's like it's so much more like a brotherly thing that is. This movie and the next movie both do this really well, and it, it makes what is coming in a couple movies time. So fucking hard to watch. Um, but I just really enjoy this movie. I love the team aspect of it. Um, 
I like the ridiculousness that The Rock brings to this franchise. In this is his most hammy version of this role, too. Like, he's kind of tones down in the future, but yes, yeah, he's just, yeah, it's just this. Um, if you could think of like the most American quote unquote badass in the world that's just a meathead, and you just get his character, you get Hobbs in this movie, and it's just fun. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I like a smile. Yeah, like like a smile. (laughs) Uh, Ash, how do you feel about Fast Five? Yeah, it's great. I think it's probably the best one. Like you said, it's kind of a turning point for the franchise. Um, For the first time, Dom and uh, Brian are on the same page. Like, they've got the same goals and the same intentions and everything. Um, Clearly, The Rock is the big get for this, and it, it pretty much resurrected his career, arguably. Like you think about the movies that he made prior to Fast Five, Tooth Fairy, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Get classic. Smart, other guys, um, and then you look at what he did after, which is pretty much they went, "Hey, here's a great idea. Let's just stick the Rock in all these dormant franchises. Uh, he'll make him Journey Two, Journey Two, then GI Joe Retaliation, which is much better than the first one, is really good, uh, and then he got to do whatever he pretty much he wanted after that." Got to make his Hercules movie theory. Then he did San Andreas. Look, yeah. this The Rock has in his acting career to in recent history this shotgun effect where he's like, I'm gonna be in all these movies. One of them's gonna be good at some point. Even if the rest of them are crap, I'm still getting paid like a, a stupid amount of money to do it all. Yep. Damn right. Um I I, I really like this one as well. Um I wouldn't say it's not my personal favorite, but it's it's probably the one I've got the. I think it was that first one. It was the first one I ever saw in cinema. I never saw any of the others in cinema. This was the first one. I always caught the rest on DVD and whatever else. No, I think I saw Tokyo Drift and Fast Four in cinemas. Yeah, really? Indeed. I don't yep. think because Tokyo Drift obviously came out when I was in high school, and I think. When I was in high school, like, I really didn't know what was on at the cinema unless it was something massive that, like, I saw an ad for on TV or, like, someone in my family was excited for or something like that. So, I reckon Tokyo Drift, like, came and went. I never even saw it. it. Literally, everything that we talked about, like, when Tokyo Drift got big in my school, it was because it was out in DVD and everyone was watching it at the same time and everyone was loving the soundtrack and everything. But, like, when it was at cinema, I doubt anyone was... Uh, there was probably one kid in their whole school that seen it so I don't know anyway high school is a weird time for movies but yeah this is the first one I paid and went and saw um, so this has that memory foam um, no it's really really good I I kind of forgot because I haven't watched it in quite some time how just how hammy The Rock is in this movie though um, and I yeah and as Ash points out it, it, it inarguably kind of did propel his career forward um, and he gets stuck playing similar sort of characters now, uh, even though he tries to work around it. But it's still just like, play the big tough guy. You know, just, just, just do I that. I think you're, he likes doing that, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, he, gets, he wrote his own TV show. He plays pretty much the same guy. Bowlers, which yeah. um, they give a call out to the next one, basically. So, um, And, I mean, this is the first one where you remember, there was that... Um, was it last year or the year before that article came out about talking about like how they had 
to work out exactly how many hits each actor could take yep. and all that sort of stuff. That, like watching Vin Diesel fight The Rock in this, I couldn't help but th- think about that article. I was like, okay, so he got him here, he got him here. V- Vin Diesel got this punch off here, but then The Rock, like, like I could literally just track the <laughs> like bang, bang, bang. Oh, you slam me through a chair, I slam you through the wall. You slam me through the wall, I slam me onto the table. Punch, punch, punch. Like there's just so much trade. Like this because this is the f- the first film where we get like a big proper like um star v star fight no other movie has up, up up until this one obviously has that and then every movie forward from this one has a uh more fist fight stuff which the films well, have had fist fight action but not like proper like action star level these are both known actors yeah, bigger fight. name prote- yeah. uh, antagonists yes this is the way the film starts doing that not like oh some random person you've never heard of uh, they're the bad guy whatever like they'll sit in the background blah blah, blah. No, no this film sets the standard of it's got to be a known actor it's got to be someone that can fight they got to fucking someone's they got to brawl they got to have it off you know like and every film after this adds more on top of the car action and adds more action stuff like fist fights um which apparently paul walker was a fan of because he was like he did do jiu-jitsu or something in real life as well so in a lot of ways this whole franchise was just like paul walker being like i love cars in real life jiu-jitsu in real life like what, what else can we get like <laughs> just do this whole thing no wonder he liked doing the damn movies just more shit to do um no but yeah it's really good let's talk about not to to, to obviously skip too far ahead but i do want to cover the the cameo now before we get too distracted by other things potentially um so skipping right to the end end of the movie comes up Eva Mendes appears, chucks Hobbs down, photo of Letty, obviously. Because this is the first film that does a stinger. Yeah. This is and, and and next one does it, and the next one does it. This is where they start being like Hey, Marvel's gone to something. Yeah, yeah. Like let's <laughs> let's 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 start doing these after credit scenes. So yeah, like is it funny to watch now? Like obviously with all the Marvel movies, because even when this came out, it was only a couple of years after Iron Man, really, you know, like 2008, this, this is 2011, so. This came out at the, when these, uh, this, when these kind of cutscenes, the cutscenes, when these kind of um, extras kind of were at their peak or starting to get towards I their peak. I think they were only just like, starting, it's 2011, you know, like. Nah, because they've been going, because they've been going since the Iron Man in 2008. And so 2011 is close to Avengers coming out, which is 2012 was when the first Avengers movie came out. Yeah. So by this point, there's been at least two Iron Man movies, a Thor movie, um, and Captain America is somewhere around this time. Yeah. So uh, Marvel has pretty handedly started doing these after scene, uh, after credit scenes. Yeah, 100%. But I would still say Fast Five was quick to jump on the... This is It a- was very... Yes, no, no, no. It was very quick to... Um, read the trend and get on board with it. Correct. Yeah, quite funny. Um, all right. So, family. Talk about Hobbs. Hobbs is introduced in this film, obviously, and although he's an antagonist of this film, he then ends up being a member of the family as we go forward. And of course, he gets a spin-off. In case you didn't know, somehow, um, we Ugh. will not be discussing that movie on this podcast because it's not really relevant to anything. Um, it's not mainline, and I don't know. Maybe he's not part of the family anymore. I don't know. I'll have to ask Tyrese and Vin Diesel. <laughs> I think he's a bit biased. He might be a bit biased. Yeah, might might, might be a bit biased. So yeah, Hobbs introduced in this movie. How, like looking back, because that's the thing I felt watching this movie. 
because obviously the last one I saw him in was eight. And eight, he's just like front and center. He's in a lot of that movie, like probably the most of any of them. Like he's just one of the main characters. Um, Kieran hasn't seen eight yet, so you're about to find out. Like, I mean, he's, he's one they of needed the main to. They dudes. killed everybody off, so. Well, yeah, a lot of ways. Like he's in seven a bit, obviously six, he's a little bit of whatever. Like he gets more and more each time, but coming from eight and then rewinding to this, jumping into this, I'm like, man, I don't know how we all grew to like this character. Cause in, like, I don't, like I enjoy watching him play that yeah. role, but I'm like, I don't like, I, if I could punch him, I would, but I wouldn't cause I would die kind of thing, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like he's just an asshole and he, they play like, especially cause his whole thing is like, I'm big, Mr. Me and my team go in, ask no questions, like kick, kill people, ask questions later type attitude, you know, like they could be innocent, don't give a shit. And then they also, it's interesting because of course, you think that's the, the turning point for his character of that whole attitude, even though that's his whole thing. Like, I'll catch you, I'll catch you, I don't care, I'll fucking kill you, I don't, I don't care. But then once his whole team dies, then all of a sudden he's, you, you get this switch to, all right, I'll do the job because I want revenge for my team. Which watching it is it's very whiplashy, but I'm like, I can kind of buy it, I guess. I think it's not just the fact that his team dies, but it's his, his team died. And these people that he's seen as criminal and the worst of the worst are the ones to actually save him and they risk their lives to save him. I think even though he doesn't want to admit it at that point in the film, they, they've earned his respect a lot in that moment, um, which I think counts for a lot for Hobbes in this movie where it's it's his respect and his viewpoint on the world. He's very much judge, jury, and executioner for these people. He gets told these are the bad guys, and he goes and does whatever he has to 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 get to get them. Um, and that that you know you, there is of course there is things around that is well is that really a good character? Like is that really a quote unquote a good guy? Like, um, but yeah, he still has his code and what he runs by, and, and so. Um, it's it's a nice way to bring him into the fold of the family. Whatever you do, don't let them get into their cars. Yeah. And just that yeah. that that his the look on his face when he opens up the vault at like the there's after no they're driving away and there's no money in it and he has just this motherfuckers like just that, this. that's more like his character in the future films that moment of just yes like, oh, yeah oh, definitely yeah that's fine I'll get them later type thing. Uh, all right, so let's go over. I want to go over like re- how everyone kind of comes back and returns for this one, obviously. Like, because this is the film where it's like, let's like start tying, you know, everyone back. Let's and, build a team. Let's build a team and like let's connect all the movies. Because up until this point, it's very much like there was one, there was two, there was three, four brought back the cast from one, and now this one's like, okay, we're combining everything finally. Let's 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 go for gold here. So you obviously get Roman and uh, Ted come back. Roman is, as we've t- talked about, from the get-go he's shown in this, like, it's obviously Roman. Like, you can tell it's Roman because from, from straight away, smart-ass, smart-talking, whatever else. But he's still, as I mentioned in Too Fast, Too Furious, from the second he shows up here, is less of the smart-ass that will, like, punch you, dude, to, like, just the smart-ass jokester character. Like, straight, there's, straight away I could feel the, the switch there. Like um, they said, he's the big mouth talk shit but even that he doesn't do the big mouth talk shit in a smart or or like a way that you're like oh he knows exactly what he's doing he just seems to say shit and it just ends up working out his favor which is crazy i ain't doing this shit (laughs) it's weird when they've got han on the team that kind of 
does the same thing in many ways and it's probably a better driver and yeah that's better the the scene of like we need this person we need this person i'm like y'all y'all don't need this many people like it's just <laughs> you're making yeah. up reasons oh we'll need a chameleon someone who could fit in we'll need a fast talker we'll need well, a it's, hang on. <laughs> it's it's kind of made it's kind of made um a bit more apparent in the next movie when two of the team just don't come back like yeah. it's like well, yeah yeah yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, you've realised you didn't need those two characters. Okay. They weren't necessary, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like this one, they were like, we want to use everyone. Uh, so then obviously Tej, I I know we kind of talked about this too fast for us as well, but I, I feel, I can tell it's the same character, but it's obviously like, well, this is like years later. You know, like it's it's, it's a similar, it's... but like more evolved. I, I don't feel like it's a different character though. Yeah, the only thing I have with Tej is his dream is to open a garage. Yeah, and he already had a garage in Fast Yeah, and not just a garage, but like a whole like empire of just like his hand. And the one that he has at the end of the film doesn't look nearly as cool as the one he had in Too Fast Too Furious. My my fan fiction is that he lost it or something to like just fill in the loopholes. I guess they're because they're on the run. You can't have like one. The other, the thing, yeah. and I don't know if this is ever maybe developed or more in number eight as the one I haven't seen. The the his I backstory. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I hundred percent agree. His backstory just irks me because you know he, when he's doing stuff, they're like, "How do you know this?" He's like, "Oh well, I I did a lot of stuff before you met me in the garage," and it's like, "Yeah, but what spin like, off." It's fine. I don't like, care. <laughs> like, how does this make this? Like, this was never mentioned in Too Fast Too Furious, so there wasn't even an inkling of it. Like, I, I don't mind the, the whole thing of like Tej being like computer smart and all that sort of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I was watching Too Fast Too Furious and like watching it through that lens of knowing where his character ends up, there's no point in that movie where I'm like, they never that not say it, but they never do say. It. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so like you, you could you could fit it in and be like, yeah, on the side he's like playing with computers and stuff. You just don't see it. Like, cause we we see him like racing. We see we see that he's smart to like plan the races and like. like you got I'll that do bridge to go up. Yeah, like he's a. I mean, there's no point where it's ever like the dude's made out to be dumb. They just there's nothing in that no. movie to say he can't not be fucking with computers on the side and whatever else. It's just a big jump. Like it's just like a. It is like that's off the, the bridge. Thing, like yeah, well yeah, of course. Thanks. Yeah, fucking hell. It's just a big jump to go from. Okay, he's kind of smart and and kind of street savvy and stuff to being able to like hack into systems and like know the inner workings of mechanical systems of safes and all that kind of shit. It's like yeah, oh, okay. they needed one character to do it. And <laughs> like, well, we won't stereotype. We'll have the black guy do it, not the Asian guy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> re- re- really, Fast and Furious is rather a. Uh, one of the most diverse franchises not playing into yeah. stereotypes. Like will, when you think I'm progressive. It. Yeah. Speaking of progressive. progressive and I will say. I mean, there's no gay uh, characters, but other than that, I mean. Yet. True. true. Yet. Yet. Go for nine. Um, I will say that. Watch, I will say thanks to this movie. And thanks to this podcast, even. I am more appreciative of Han. Every time I see Han eating something or eating his bag of chips, yeah, it just gives me thing. this like it just gives me this warm feeling of just like God, you've come so far and you've moved all the way from Better Luck Tomorrow. And don't oh, you wish you had watched you hadn't watched the trailer until you finished the series? Yeah, I know, right? Like it would have, yeah, it definitely would have changed things. But <laughs> it's very, it's very fun. 
Um, so someone else who shows up in this movie, obviously, is the return of Vince, which I always thought was cool. Like, I, I really enjoy how they bring him back. Like, if I was bring back one character, like, from that movie to have fit this role, I think, obviously, Vince makes the most sense because, like, you get the drama between him and Brian and, um, you know, it just, it makes it more fun than if it was someone else who actually was like, I didn't, I never had many problems with Brian in the first movie kind of thing, you know? So, okay. um, the other two characters, uh, the other character that was left, like, his name I can't remember, but... Um, because he's forgettable, yeah. It was forgettable. I mean, Vince, I wouldn't remember Vince's name if he was only in the first one either. Like, it's because he's in at yeah. least two, so it kind of works out. And, you know, like, he doesn't do massive things in the movie. Well, but he, character... he makes more of an impact than the other guy does. That's true. And yeah. the thing is, I really like how, and this shows that the writers for these movies actually have some kind of forethought for character development, where you get to this movie and it isn't like Brian and Vince are instantly cool with each other. Like, it isn't like a Vince is like, oh, thanks for calling in the, you know, blah, 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 and saving my life and whatever. It's like there instantly is, there's a bit more, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the run. Is the word. I had to leave my home. I'm on the run. Like, yeah, like there's still, and the moment something happens, those two are just back at each other, like instantly. Watch your, watch your, watch your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you fucking idiot. And also, really, whoever does costume design or makeup and stuff, I, I like the touch of him still having scars on his one arm. Yeah, he's got the scars being... where the, the wires yeah. on his yeah. arm. Yeah. I've always said, like, that, and I mean, this is just running. All of these movies, as I think I said in the first time, the reason I like these movies is for the characters, not for the action. The action's fun, but the reason I like these movies is for the characters. And I think when it comes to the main characters, they've always been pretty good about actually telling keeping the uh, ro- roller coaster of those characters uh rides that make sense like having tej go from non-computers to computers it's like whatever he's a side character but when it comes to like brian and dolman whoever else they're like gotta keep shit up gotta keep shit going um how do we feel about han and um, giselle's relationship kicking off in this movie great this the starting fact does, wo- does it work does it make sense is it yeah they fun just to watch? great chemistry you know I, I enjoy that they kind of leave behind that Giselle was a possible love interest for Terrific. Dom in the last movie. Like, yeah. they kind of, they, they step away from that pretty quickly in this one. So it's like, cool, we're moving on. And then, then their relationship is very interesting to watch grow and for them to, to interact with each other. I think they both have great chemistry together. Um and yeah they're really fun to watch he's like the only guy that's not all over her and then i love that one scene where like she does the the drift trial thing and like she goes around the whole thing he's like it's just like takes one bite or something he's like i think i'm in love yeah yeah (laughs) just that that look and he gets it a couple times throughout the the two movies that they're together and there's uh, a lot of mutual respect that's what yeah 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 which i think plays in malta's second one uh the next movie Obviously, there's like a, a there's a good line in that one, um, yeah. which we'll get to next week. Um, how do we feel about the well? If Hobbs is the main bad guy, but like the guy they're robbing, Ray is the villain. Like, th- th- I think the big difference between four and five in this movie is that because it's like if we didn't have the Rock as like the full on antagonist chasing them type thing, we would have just had Reyes, and this movie would have felt very similar to the last one, just with yep. more people involved in the, the the stuff, and it wouldn't have been as good. You know. And Reyes is very bland and yep. just kind of serviceable. Another drug dealer. Drug Woo-doo. dealer, bad guy who's yeah. running the city. Cool. 
Sure, yeah. I guess he gets he, pissed off. He serves his purpose of having a lot of money. The only yeah. thing is, I guess it's it's the only thing that's weird or bad is that like he plays exactly into their hands at every decision. Like everything that they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to do this <laughs> and this is going to happen. There's never that thing where he's like, aha, I've flipped the turn the tables on you, motherfuckers. No, it's just no. He does exactly what. That's because they're criminals and they know how criminals think. He's like, we'll rob one thing. And then straight away, the dude's like, I've been robbed once. You grab all my money and move it to one location right now within the hour. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, it, it's a pretty good plan, especially when your money's inside a poli- massive police station. Inside a massive yeah, well, uh, when you're moving it to a police station, it's like, can you just have not kept it in there the entire time? <laughs> like, if you're able to buy out all the cops, just fucking keep it in there. Why are we even playing around this? Um, and how do we feel about, lastly, how do we feel about Elena in this? Which I wasn't sure if I'd chuck her under the family tree or not. I guess she's kind of like... She, she is technically she's, family. She's I mean, technically family, she, but she has yeah. such a weird role that you feel so sorry Whoops. for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, uh. it's, it's, it's weird watching this film with... Um, I don't know how... How much of eight do you know, Ken? Like, do I just... I can't spoil stuff, can I? Uh, I don't know anything about it. Okay, so okay, I won't say it because it'll be it'll be more fun to hear your reactions in okay. a couple weeks' time okay, yeah. to something. I mean, the only thing we're spoiling is Elena shows up in eight, and you'll be in, we'll be interested to see how she shows. I mean, she's in six, she's in seven, she's in eight, but her role in eight is her most interesting. Prominent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Especially like with everything that happens in this film and next film, and it's like. Elena's just this character that's getting kicked around a lot. Like, it'd just be, it'd just be really nice if they had given her a movie without, like, it's like they go from this movie to, hey, Letty's alive, and you're like, well, she's getting dropped like uh, yesterday's bad yeah. uh, takeaway food. Like, at least in this movie, yeah. she gets to like be a cool cop or whatever. Like, yeah, like, yes, she's the yes, one good person. cop in Rio. Yeah, yeah, the one good cop in the whole of the fucking place. Yeah. Um. All right. Any last things? Any scenes anyone wants to call out before we move on to favorite line in the mix? Did Dom throw the race? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100% he did. And I fucking love Han and Roman in that moment. (laughs) Like in that moment after where they're two are fucking walking up and you're like, these two know. And then like he's like, just that line where he's like, he doesn't know. He didn't realize. Like, like, and Brian's just like so fucking like. High on himself. He's like. One, he's like, I he's finally like, You don't know how long dumb. I've been waiting for this guy. He's like, I can't believe it. And it's like, they're just like, he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just that sense of friendship. And I will say, now that I've watched this one, and spoilers for watching, because I've already watched next week's, is, is you know what? I said I made a comment uh, when we watched Too Fast and Furious that I thought um, Roman's and Brian's relationship dies off a lot. These two movies, I think I take that comment back a little bit more because they definitely do have that moment. Yes, their bond isn't as strong as Dom and um, Brian, but they definitely do have those moments of childhood best friends that are still giving each other shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally like noogies his head at one stage in this movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They they do like little things to to like to show their characters without the dialogue. Uh, all right, so and the final yeah. safe scene. Great. Oh, it's so it's probably my favorite um heist reveal possibly out of any movie. I remember being like that's so fucking awesome in um 
when I first watched this movie, and then every time since, I always pay attention to the garbage truck after they drive past, and it's like, yeah. mm. holy fuck! Like that is like the same, almost pretty much the same shot, the same. It actually happened, yeah. like pretty convenient, but it's still cool. <laughs> the best thing about the the safe thing is the safe's real. Yeah, is it? Is it? The safe's real, except for at one point it's got a car inside of it. It does. The entire time, the entire time, it's a car, or what? I don't. It's an automobile. I don't know if we'd call it a car. It's something with someone inside driving it. But it's still as practical as as practical as you could shoot this scene. They did, which means those two cars are driving, ruining the road. Yeah, they're they're (laughs) attaching to it. Another car is driving it, driving it. It's kind of trying not to crash it. Yeah, like uh, even though I will say, um, Gal Gadot is a little bit wasted by the end of the movie when all she's there for is to drive the garbage truck. Oh, she has that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they, had they couldn't help characters. it. The plan changed. Can't help it. No. Too many characters, but no, that that final that scene where everyone's like, because that's the scene everyone points to where they're like, these movies are shit now. They're like dragging us safe down the ground or whatever else. But the one thing I always say about these movies is like everyone complains and whatever else, and I'll, I'll point out all the stuff. Like I love all of these movies. This one, next one, next one. Like all the big stunts, as as much as they could practically do, they always they've shot them all practical. Like all these movies that everyone complains, they everyone treats these like these uh big Michael Bay CGI fuckfests. When I'm like, they're not though. Like they are obviously they have CGI, but like a, most of the stunts, the car stunts in these movies are usually done practically. Which and they have some like, really cool car stunts in them. Even the I think I remember watching the behind the scenes bit of the section where the safe rolls through that building and fucking go, and it's like the it bank, actually yeah. did that. Like they actually did that shit. Like that's that's not like some CGI fest. It yeah. is fucking destroying the shit out of that building. And not to like skip ahead to like oh because I want to do when we talk about eight. I want to kind of at the end of the episode do a like last thoughts before nine type thing. But one th- watching this one again, one thought I had was like oh my god, I'm so happy Justin Lin's coming back to this franchise because spoilers, I'm not the biggest fan of eight. But I'm like watching. I'm like he just he gets it. Like he gets he gets how to shoot this ridiculous action on such a fine line that it's like he knows it's silly but he does enough of it practically and shoots it in such a way that he's like i treat it serious even though i know it's silly which means the audience will believe kind of thing like i feel like he has a special way with these um action scenes in these movies especially when we get to next week super quick shout out to the scene where mia tells uh dom and brian that she's pregnant is just like the sweetest thing. It's like, fuck, these movies can be really wholesome at times and just really nice and 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 make you feel all warm and fuzzy. Some would say it's about family. Okay. It, you, yeah. Oh my god! Wait, we should name a podcast after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, oh goodness. All right. Favorite line of the movie. Of course, every Fast and Furious movie has some cheesy, gratifying dialogue. Uh, this week, I'm going with the line. This shit just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. Ashley ruined it for you, man. Sorry, you already said it. Yeah, you already said you already it. But that was my pick. It. I wrote it down. I'm not changing it now just because he said it. That's my pick. Ash, what's your pick? Are you just picking what you fucking open the show with? <laughs> 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 All right, listen up. The guys were after our professional runners. They're like speed and are guaranteed to go down the hardest way possible. So make sure you got your thunderwear on. We find them, we take them as a team, we bring them back. 
And above all else, don't ever, ever let him get in the car. <laughs> Ash, Ash this morning in the mirror. Don't ever <laughs> let him get in the car. I'm telling you, we are, every, audience members, please do, do whatever you need to. Raise the freaking, make a hashtag. I don't care. We need Ashley Hobley one man show the Fast and Furious series. Like, or just like super cuts of him in different sections as characters. Just would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, we'll do a Kira, what's your favorite scene? Um, I think I got stuck between two. The runner-up is definitely... Um, I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but after the line that's uh, out of all of us, you got the biggest mouth, just Tej being so quick on the that's for damn sure yeah. made me laugh so much because it's just so natural and it doesn't feel like a forced line. It almost feels like... Maybe it wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't. And like, there's a couple times where... And I think Ludacris actually does this a little bit throughout the movies where he'll say something and other people will start losing their shit in a very normal way that makes you think, no, nah, that was on the fly and people were not expecting that comment. Um, the other is just when um, The Rock shows up at the car meet um, and he's like, you're under arrest. And Dom's just like, well, this I don't is- feel under arrest. How about you, Brian? <laughs> Brian's like, nope, not a thing. No. Like... Like just like his, it just shows the ego of Hobbs of just how confident he is in the situation and just how badly he's reading it. This is Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so I also had two. I had two runners up. Uh, when Go. at the very end, when the Rock says, oh, "I'll see you soon," and Dom goes, "No, you won't." That's great. And then. Uh, <laughs> When Han comes in and says, I thought oh, cockfights were illegal in Rio. You know? And that's when Giselle yeah. fell in love. <laughs> yeah, that's when Giselle was like, this guy's a funny man. Um, all right, going on to the mix, picking two songs each. Any duplicates are allowed, of course. We're adding them to the ultimate Spotify playlist of Fast and Furious songs. Um, this movie has a lot of the songs not available on Spotify. <laughs> so anyway, what I've, I ended up picking was Furiously Dangerous. Because that's the credit song, and it's cool. It's got Ludacris, Slaughterhouse, Claret, Claret Jai. Um, and then I picked Desafabio. Desafio? Marcella D2, Claudia. Desbafo? I don't know. Sounds cool anyway. Desbafo. Yeah. Ash, what'd you pick? I also picked Desbafo, um, yeah. which if you didn't pick up, that's the scene where Giselle walks up to Roman, Herman Riaz in the, the hotel. Yeah. Great scene. Uh, and then I picked How We Roll by uh, Buster Rhymes and Don LaBelle. I don't know why you're laughing. What's the... <laughs> 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 Do you not take Buster Rhymes serious? Come on now. Um, Kieran, what'd you pick? Uh, Furiously Dangerous, mm-hmm. also. And uh, Danza Kaduro, which is like the song that kind of like in like towards the end of the movie where it's always the happy ending and it's showing everybody and like going off and stuff and it's just like there's something like just even listening to it, I was listening to before the show just makes you feel really like just just fucking good like just makes you feel nice that the movie's coming to an end everything's a happy ending we're in a great spot in the Fast and Furious life like it's it's a good song yeah all right so looks like we're all out of NOS for this week shut up you can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter, of course. Um, if at any stage, you can feel free to just tweet at any of us and say how much you love the intro and outro for the show. 
Uh, zingers, <laughs> left, right, and center. Which, which, sorry, which attempt at the intro or the outro of the show, the first or the second that they didn't hear? They didn't hear the first or second. They heard the third. That is correct. This week, okay. next week, we're discussing Furious Six. So make sure to watch that before the episode drops. And remember that hashtag Justice is coming. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs>